Welcome back to Love and Grit, everybody. I'm Laia. I'm Justin. And I'm Rachel. And yes, we too are bringing you an at-home edition of our show until it's safe enough for us all to come outside. But that's not stopping us from the fun and the stories. Woo! <laughs> Speaking of stories, Angela Nizzle has been taking her Philly stories and bringing them to our TV screen for years. She joins us coming up. Anya Lachelle, of course, is back from Philly Live on NBC10 to give us some good news. And he's Philly's crown prince of sports broadcast. Spike Eskin, yes, will join us with an update on how Philly sports are dealing with these uncertain times. What are we doing for a lightning round this week? Oh, I'm thinking we should do, since we got Angela coming up talking TV talk, let's do our favorite Philly-based TV shows. Oh, that's an easy Um, one for me. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I mean, it's been running for so many years on FX or FXX, and the main star, Rob McElhenney, was a year ahead of me in high school. So he really is from Philadelphia. because Oh yeah, wondering... he's 100% from Philadelphia. In and fact, he's the one that's married to the blonde on the show, right? Yes, and they're, yes, they're, they're married in real life. Yes, I love that show, I love that. Yeah, they're okay. great and loyal to Philly, always back. I actually was with them at a party randomly after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Like wandered into a bar and they had bought the back room of the bar after the oh, parade. The whole oh, cast was awesome. here. I'm gonna take it back because I recently found out that one of my favorite old TV shows is, was based in Philly. Amen. Yes. Shine on the lights. I loved Amen. Yes. Sherman Helmsley, right? Yes. And of course, Lenny Kravitz's mother worked with Sherman Helmsley on the Jeffersons, Rachi Roker. Hollywood. Hollywood. I'm going to choose um, a show that recently had a season finale. I'm going to go with How to Get Away with Murder. And I know that some of the writers, or at least one of them, is originally from Philly. So that's pretty cool. So shall we get this thing started, everybody? Let's yes, do it. Ma'am. All right, here we go. I don't usually do this, but some girlfriends are worth a humble brag. You know what I'm saying? From starting one of the first forms of social media, shout outs to OK Player, to feeling her hilarious pain through her books, Broke Diaries and Mix, to moving to LA and writing for shows like Scrubs, The Boondocks, The Last OG, and now co-executive producer of ABC's Mix Is. Yeah, she's worth a humble brag. Welcome to Love and Grit, Angela Nizzle. Oh my God, I want to hug you, thank you. We're so happy to have you here. We gotta give people their flowers while they're here. We know that even more than ever today, don't we? Yes, and we are all about sisterhood and women empowerment. So Angela, it is so great to have you on this show. Like, Thank I'm, you for having me. Can I tell me? you how much I love Boondocks? Like, <laughs> love. Riley, what? Love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Thank you. Have you been writing a lot while you've been quarantined? You know what? I have because there is no fear of missing out anymore and thinking that your friends are getting together without you. You're like, there's literally nothing to do. <laughs> what are you working on now? Are you still writing for Mixedish or like what right now are you working yes, on? Yes, right now. Well, we shoot for nine months, 10 months, then we have two months off. So now is when we have the time off. It's a great great show. show. Oh, thank you. I mean, everybody on the show, Tika Sumter is just amazing. Who didn't have a crush on Mark Paul? Yes, Yes. he is such a sweetheart. And the kids. And those kids, those kids. You know what, it's, I always was wary about working with kids, but when they have good moms on the set, it's a whole different story. Did you think it would be too exhausting or why did you, were you having apprehension? I have heard some stories about kids just, because you think about it, kids who earn all the money for their household, a lot right. of them have control of that household. And oh, I've been on sets with kids yeah. before where they'll just yell at somebody, Lie! 
mine? What's mine? And you're like, what? I'm, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And if I see this kid, I'm going to elbow <laughs> I was about to say, I'm going to give you a one, two, three. The moment my son starts counting four, five, six, that hasn't happened yet. He's three. So I'm like, wait a minute. What happens next? Yeah, Don't see, challenge Rachel, me, please. This is, we are the single corner over here. We ain't got no one, no two, and no three. No. <laughs> Ange, can you tell people, because I always think that it's different coming from Philly and moving to L.A., like the hustle is different. Can you just tell people why you feel blessed in a way to have come from Philly and bring that to L.A.? Woo! It's so funny. I was thinking of all the shows that shoot in Philly and what executives say when you want to shoot in Philly. They're like, it's just a little more crazier than New York. Or <laughs> It's true. It's like how to get away with murder. It's always sunny. Yeah. There is the city has a personality, even though there's all these different neighborhoods, mm -hmm. it is actually alive. Coming out to LA, I think, especially working with creating characters, I have a million to choose from coming from Philadelphia. So <laughs> That poses the next question where we like to ask our guests, when you hear the name of the show, Love and Grit, what does that mean to you when it comes to Philadelphia and our region? For me, it is, you can title almost any church service I went to, Love and Grit in Philadelphia. <laughs> it is, it's, I always say it has a heart as big as its foul mouth. Mm. You know, it's, it's, yes. that's a good way perfect. to put it. If Philly loves you, they love you. Everybody I know, the biggest performers, they did it together before they come to Philadelphia. Mm. Yeah, Tell us your Philly backstory. You grew up here, right, and went to Penn? Yes, I'm one of those people whose family lived within the same block in West Philly, and so then my mom was like, you know what, I'm a branch out. Not like Jersey, but Southwest Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Stayed, went to performing arts high school, yeah, went Catholic. to university, university of Penn. My mom was a nurse there, and she was like, it's a tuition discount, we're gonna uh -huh. go there. Uh -huh. <laughs> Huh? I keep those grades up. You know what? They did something really cool at Kappa um, for the graduation because, you know, they didn't have graduation. Oh. They they did those lawn signs that you've seen a lot of people doing, but they did one with each kid's picture and put it on the front lawn. So on Broad Street, as you drive or walk by, you can see each. It gives me goosebumps even talking about it. You see each kid's face who that's graduated right. this year. See, that's that love and grit. <laughs> Bring it home, bring it home, that's right. Right on Broad Street, but it's beautiful. Right. <laughs> I really didn't leave the city until Los Angeles. Like, I think I went to Florida once with a girlfriend. I still call it home, you know, that's where- Well, cause LA's never really like home for people, but it does yeah. seem like there is a decent sized contingent of Philly people in LA. Yeah, and I find it, there is this instant connection that I don't know if other cities have, Maybe it's because 90% of the people in this city work for Will Smith, but <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I literally wanted to put Philly on my license plate when I moved out here because everybody I knew worked for Will Smith and I was like, he's going to see me and he's going to hire me. <laughs> so can we talk a little bit then, being like one of the co-founders of OK Player for the website, what was the thought process behind that? What was like, you know what, this is it. We have to do that. What was your thinking? I was stuck in a job where I would stay up all night. This was before OK Player and chart people's, how much they snored when they sleep. And I so desperately wanted to get out of that job. <laughs> so I had taught myself how to build websites. 
And Amir Questlove of The Roots said, Ange, we have a problem. We put www.okplayer.com on the back of our CD and there's nothing on there. Can you put something on there? All right, we're going on tour. What? Wow. And you had never built a website before? I built websites. He knew that I could build websites because that's one of the things But you taught yourself to build websites? Yep, in school when you don't have any money and the internet was new, I was like, and you could find cute guys on there too. (laughs) It was all I did in college. That and write a book. Yeah, that's where the first (laughs) book came from. I was like, I'm going to- Wait, you were in college from when you wrote the first book? The Broke Diaries. The first time I met Angela was when I was on the radio in Philadelphia and I was interviewing her as an author for Broke Diaries. Oh, you guys go way back. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. So back to you. Amir, I knew him from, we both telemarketed in, he was in high school and yeah, we were both in high school out on the main line at this place called RMH Telemarketing and we would sell accidental death and dismemberment insurance. He was saving up for his, to make his demo. We would sit there every day just trying to convince old people to buy this insurance. Oh God, it's so embarrassing. But anyway, so he, she probably still remembers her script. Page oh 35 in the black binder. Yes, and I remember I got in trouble one time because it didn't cover hands or feet and I accidentally told somebody, well, yeah, if you, you know, if you lose one of your hands, it'll, that was a oh. horrible job. Wait, it was dismemberment insurance that didn't cover hands and feet? Yes, <laughs> I don't know why, but yes. <laughs> so Amir Questlove and I did that and we stayed friends. <laughs> That's bonding. Definitely. Definitely. That's he said, bonding. Angela, um, so we have nothing on this website. Can you go into my house and live there and do something? Because he's the only one that had a nice computer at the time. <laughs> he was so trusting of me and I knew him so well. He didn't give me any content. So I went through his drawers. And at this point, a lot of the roots live together in South Philly in this house. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I want people to see the quest love and the roots that I see. So while they were gone, I literally would take pictures of stuff, did not ask permission, and find a tape on the floor, listen to what I just found in Amir's closet. Then I had um, one of the original members of the Roots, Malik B. He just happened to be walking down the street. He wasn't in a band anymore. I pulled him in to do an interview. (laughs) Oh, wow. You were literally going through their closets for things to talk about. I can't believe he had that much trust in me. But it was the boards that set the foundation for like what social media is today. Mm -hmm. The boards on OK Player, Mm -hmm. which provided like so many connections of artists. I mean, shoot, Fonte from Little Brother formed Foreign Exchange in the boards with Nicolay in what, Sweden. Like they made an album on okay on your site. That's crazy. It's so funny because people will come up to me today and say, oh my God, OK Player changed my life. I met my wife or something on there. I'm like, wow. We used to have get-togethers. Plus, like in-life get-togethers. Yes. Yeah. It was like- Seems crazy now. It was literally. literally. It was like a big nerd community because I feel like you can always judge people by whether they like the same music or not. And people who like the roots tend to be okay people. Thinking back, like sitting together in South Philly in that room with them, and you're writing on an ABC network show, they're on the Tonight. Could you ever imagine? Or did you? Not at all. Let me tell you, one of the highlights of me and uh, Amir growing up, and they hadn't really made it big. Like they were, Philly people knew who they were. 
was when they were filming a movie with Bruce Willis outside of Amir's house. And he's like, guess what, Ange? They just bought us all benches for outside. That was our own <laughs> debate. <laughs> yes, that, there's a row, that whole block in South Philly, they didn't have benches. So that was the cruise parting gift. Oh, if I could do it now, I would have so many tips for people to make extra money off of those production crews though. There's what always you- a guy. What tip? Goes yeah, around. Sure. I'm like, don't be an extra. Just have your dog bark or, or look out your window at inappropriate times. Somebody will come up with, over with a few hundreds to get you to stop. No tip. What is your sense of what's next for production in LA? It is, I've talked to friends who are actors because luckily as writers, we can stay on Zoom all day. But they said, it seems like a lot of contracts might have to be rewritten just because of risk and all this stuff. And I'm like, it seems wild. There's no way to do TV without having someone in your face all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, like multiple people. And TV shows, which is one of the reasons that a lot of people are nervous about getting renewed, it is, it's a different society than it was last premiere season. Even now, when I watch TV, I'm like, look at that character showing off, going outside with friends, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Bitter Betty. <laughs> That's the name of the next show. <laughs> like, do Probably people... Like some- want to be reminded that we used to be able to do things like that. So there's a lot of questions, not only public safety and safety on set. And this has gone on for so long. I don't think any of us thought we would be in this. Like we all sort of triaged with crisis and there's still really no firm answers. I mean, every state is open in some capacity in different ways, but we still don't know how this is going to play out. Yes. There is a lot. So if you have animation pitches, though, that's something that can be done totally by yourself. You can, somebody can have a microphone in one room at their house and someone draws it somewhere else. I think there's going to be a lot of animation coming. That's actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how many at-home shows can we watch? Although I thought American Idol did a really good job with like being at home. Some of them are so good. But then, you know, I don't understand how many people have bookcases in back of them. Like, before you guys asked me to come on, I was like, I need to put some books back here. <laughs> <laughs> we just got one last week, just in case. And there's one book in it. It is. We growing. We growing over here, Justin. Oh my <laughs> that is so embarrassing. I love it. I usually mostly just use books to pile the computer so up on. <laughs> so you can't see my double chin as much. What do you miss about Philly? You know, what were some of your favorite spots? And you're like, you know, only in Philly can I get. I am going to show my age with this one, but okay. I miss the plateau. One of my friends uh-huh. actually suggested that we have a huge open air haircutting session at the plateau. Like literally just line everybody up six feet apart at the plateau for haircuts. Amazing. I would show up for that. (laughs) What a great place to do it, right? (laughs) Right? I miss it. I miss having everybody gather in. I never realized how tightly, you know, packed in we can be in Philly. Mm -hmm. And I remember people being like, your houses are connected. I'm like, yours aren't? Like the row homes. I didn't know. (laughs) And just to have this big green space. Yeah, we have a lot of outdoor space. Yes, it, I, and I really, really missed it. And just driving through the area, it's so beautiful. Just the Schuylkill yeah. River and the boats and the lights. Fairmount Park is the biggest park inside a city. It's bigger than Central Park. You probably never even been to the Japanese house, Angela, so you don't know. But you know what? There are other parks in Philly, like there's Tinicum that people don't know about, mm-hmm. which is down in the corner of the See, do you know Tinicum? Ooh, good job. Good job, Angela. Nice comeback. <laughs> You don't know, now you know what. It's usually always uncrowded. It is so beautiful. What is is that? Is that South Philly? Where's that? Southwest Philly. 
Wow, Laia. Wow. We're going to have to do a park tour, friends. Yeah, we are. Because I'm like... I mean, I'm there's like, nothing else to do. What's next for you? What do you have coming up? Right now, I'm working on my own show on Zoom. The uh, showrunner of Mixedish, her name is Karen. She just has a big deal with another production company. So she was like, Ange, we're, let's do a show about the Broke Diaries 10 years later. That doesn't mean it's going to make it on the air, but it is about that time in life. It's a great idea. That is when you're, cool. you know, in your 30s, when you're not supposed to still be broke and <laughs> and, your, and look, and your 40s. Right? That is a good idea. Right? Yeah. So that's what I'm doing right now. And doing it all on Zoom. On Zoom, yes. Yeah. And when look at beautiful be able to see doing it. it. Gorgeous. Well, hopefully, I mean, it's in a very early stages, and you know how this goes. It's like 95 notes, and then they'll side no one wants to hear about being broke anymore we all been broke for five years after the pandemic so it's, it's been, there's a lot of hoops to go through we're working on it hard and it keeps you busy yes and i'm so glad like we are in the age of so much good television because i'm it's all i do is watch tv That's what are all. you watching what are yes, you watching yes, really, oh my I god i just got through and i'm so mad because production push succession is like my favorite show <gasps> oh, I, so I love that sister so, do you watch billions oh yeah i have not seen billions oh, start billions that's good. I'm so backed up. Do you have any other faves? Embarrassingly, 90 Day Fiance. I cannot miss that. Just getting into that. Mm. I, I yeah. watch it too. <laughs> I, I just absolutely love it. There's a guy who does recaps on YouTube who sometimes if you miss one, his recaps are even better than the show. It's, I look at that show and I'm like, ooh, having a husband is as hard as having a job. I'll just stick to regular work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to, on yeah. Netflix, um, Queer Eye, they shot a couple of episodes in Philly. So they did? Soon. Yes, they did. Oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah, 10 Kamau, episodes, it drops June 5th. Kwame, he was original real world Philly, so that's dope. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Circle, yeah. Right? Oh God, remember how right exciting? Over, I used to live over there by shampoo. Shampoo, <laughs> that's all shampoo? you gotta say. That brings everybody, flooding <laughs> memories back for everybody. <laughs> shampoo. Thank you guys. This was so Thank much fun. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank goodness it's time for some good news with NBC 10's Anya Lachelle. So this week you're talking about Phillies and beer on Philly Live? I know, that's right. Everybody's favorite thing. <laughs> right. We can't go to the games, but we can still drink. Exactly. You can still participate in all the fun. Uh, so all-star Phillies pitcher Aaron Nola, I chatted with him this week on Philly Live to talk about a new fundraiser that he's uh, teaming up with Yingling Brewery for. It's called Cheers PA, and it goes to benefit the restaurant workers who've been impacted and affected by COVID-19. So they're encouraging fans to donate online to help support this cause. One of the other things you were talking about on Philly Live this week was good Zoom looks. So I want you right now to rate the three of our Zoom looks. <gasps> That's good. The pressure is on. Okay. Yep. Waiting. All right. Okay. Let's start with Rachel. So I love Rachel's look, actually. It's a nice pop of color, which is great. It's grabbing your attention. You've got florals, which is perfect for the season and your serving face. Yes, I love it. Compliments of looks by Lachelle. What out of 10? <laughs> Rachel gets a 10. Rachel gets a 10. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's go on to Laia. Laia's looking good. She's showing a little shoulder. There's nothing wrong with that. I love it, especially with the summertime approaching us very quickly. It's very tasteful and appropriate. It's cute and casual at the same time. And you've got your hair in a bun, Laia. I love that. The nice updo. Yes, it's the Afro bun. I love that. I love that you called it a bun. Thank you. Yes, it's a little puff bun. I love it. It's very cute. 
Number? Laia also gets a 10. Oh. Tens all around. It's obviously your yes. favorite number. Tens give tens. I'm sorry. No, I'm joking. Oh, I love it. I love it. And then last but not least, Justin. Justin, you know, I love this look because it's different. You switched it up on us. You've got the baseball cap, which is perfect for the topic that we're talking about. So you're dressing for the occasion and you dress it down with that nice denim button up. Is that a t-shirt under there, Justin? Yes, it's Tecumseh, the Native American statue in Fairmount Park. Tecumseh. Oh, oh, cool. My oh, wow. mom got it for me. She always oh, looks okay. for cool Philly t-shirts for us. <laughs> I love that. So, Justin, you know what? Your look sort of ties it all together, brings it all home, and rounds it out with another 10. You've got casual, we've got summer casual, and then we've got business casual with Rachel. I love it. We like to be a little bit of everything. Yes. Anya, do you have any don'ts for Zoom fashion? Zoom don'ts. You want to know what the one thing is? The one thing I learned with Zoom fashion, comfort is key. That's what our style expert that we chatted with, Davida Janae, she listed a bunch of looks that you can do for all of your Zoom calls or just to, you know, lounge around in the house but still be cute while you're doing it. And so hopefully you don't have heels on. No, we do. No. We're skirts. Oh, it's all, I'm in sweatpants. I'm waist trainer. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, this, I, I, this like, is like, then you're doing a don't right there. You don't need that. She's been doing this for weeks. You just wait till we're out and about. You're going to be like, bam, bam. She's not going to be one of those quarantine memes looking like a grizzly bear. She's going to be snatched. <laughs> Thanks so much, Anya. Have a really good week. Thanks, guys. You too. Thanks for having me. We'll see you on Philly Live on NBC10. So there is no argument that Spike Eskin was born with Philly sports running through his veins. We're pretty sure that thanks to his legendary sports commentating dad, Howard, Spike grew up with a fair amount of knowledge. However, Spike has been making a name for himself over a decade as the Philly sports guy and now manages the city's biggest and most successful sports radio outlet, WIP. So who better to get an update from Philly sports? Absolutely nobody. What do you see as the future of sports? It's going to exist somehow, some way, eventually. I think the first thing that they have to do is get the infrastructure together to actually play a game at once and wait to see what goes wrong. Like there won't be fans for a mm -hmm. while and they're going to have to deal with what happens when a player tests positive because it's going to happen. The players themselves are going to have to figure out because the leagues can't tell them not to go anywhere. So if they're, you know, at a road game, even if there's no fans and they want to go out on the town and put, the other 50 players in their locker room at risk, they're going to do that too. So I don't know that anybody's sure. I don't know that anybody wants to be first, but I don't know that anybody wants to waste the opportunity to be first too. You know, if baseball comes back first, there'll be such great attention on baseball, but if something goes wrong, it will also be on them too. So I think the next six months is going to be a real learning experience for all of them. When this all unfolded, you run an all-sports, the all-sports station in Philadelphia, WIP. What do you talk about when there's no sports? We found it pretty easy, actually, <laughs> to be honest with you. We have trained in a way that the only time that we are specifically talking about games is football. Otherwise, we tell narrative stories. We set up debates. We try to start with an interesting discussion that has a second side. And the great thing with sports is that most of those interesting discussions are outside of the games themselves. Like sometimes they're in the games, but most of all, it's a free agency or trades or mm -hmm. this guy or that guy. So 
we were lucky in that we had the NFL draft at the end of April. We got even lucky. Right? Yeah. An interesting, interesting draft. draft. Yeah, we were even luckier that they took a quarterback in the second round. Yeah, there's and nothing then, like a quarterback controversy in Philadelphia. It's the best. <laughs> yeah, it bought us like two weeks after that. We set up a thing this week called Once and For All. It was like a three-week promotion where we asked listeners what classic WIP arguments, like what debates that have never been settled, do they want us to settle? And we did one each day. We picked a different thing that has always been a debate in Philly and all the shows talked about it. Please give us one spike, please. So today is Foles versus Wentz day, which got us two years. Monday was Donovan McNabb, overrated or underrated. Wait, what was was the result of that one? What was the- Came out underrated. So we we do- I think not at the time, but like in time, Underrated. Yeah. And Spike, we're both Syracuse grads. Yes. So is Donovan and his wife. Yes. Yes. yes Roxy Nurse. I, I was there when they were there. I graduated in 98. So uh, I remember seeing Roxy play basketball. Yeah. So we've, we've had no problems like at WIP. We have a talented staff. And what I tell them every day, I, you know, I worked in rock radio for a long time. And it's the same at any music station where you're doing a morning show or something. You're not really talking about the music all that much. I tell them, look, Howard Stern has done a show for 30 years. He doesn't have sports. He doesn't have yeah. politics, you know? Yeah. Like, there are shows all over the place that are, that don't have this lead thing. So the key is be creative, think about who your audience is, and relate to them. And, and we'll get through it one way or another. We have talented people that know themselves and know their audience, and I think we'll be fine. Are y'all also thankful for the last dance for the last five weeks? <laughs> So I'll tell you, I think everybody having something new to focus mm-hmm. on on a Sunday night and look forward to and talk yes. about the next day. We didn't do too much of it on the air. We did some. We were pretty wrapped up in the Eagle stuff, so we okay. would do some of it. But I think just for anyone, everyone's like mental health, getting a new thing on all Every over the Sunday, weekend that yeah. was sports was really good too. And it was so, so. dramatic. I mean, I recommended yeah. it to people who not into sports at all. I'm like, just trust me, watch this. You will fall in mm-hmm. love with this. And I mean, there's so much behind the scenes drama. And it's like, that's the thing about sports and Philly, right? We love mm-hmm. drama. We love yeah. Yes, it's the best. It brings up memories for people where if you were like a part of that era or someone that they're highlighting, then it's like, wait a minute, let me tell you what really happened. And then it gets more engaged on social media and brings the feelings back around. Hey, Charles Barkley and him, still not Mm -hmm. up. Still don't like it. And I was, I told, we have a lot of young people that work here, you know, that 22 to 30 age group who will say, well, LeBron's better than Jordan. I'm like, you know what? You weren't old enough. You just watch. Maybe a better man, though. I'll take that debate. Better man, for sure. But, like, I think it's good for young people who never got to. If you're 30 years old, you barely saw Michael Jordan. Right. It's crazy to think it was that long ago. But his peak was, you know, the last of the peak was the mid-90s. Well, that's 25 years ago. So if even if you're in your early 30s, you barely saw Michael Jordan. So so I think... I think it was good. And I think the other thing is you were, you were talking about like the drama and Jordan not being that great a guy. The media back then, there was a lot of media, but it's not like it is now. Mm. A lot of those stories that today we would know about within a week because somebody would have been there with an iPhone mm-hmm. recording the whole thing, stay just sort of as legend for years and years and years and years until they actually talk There's about it. There's something so. kind of romantic about that, right? That yeah. there was Absolutely. like really stuff that went on behind closed doors. Because yes. now it's like- out. That's crazy. Yeah. How did you get the name Spike, which is not your actual name, and the name of your podcast, which I love? Where did that come from? 
Okay. So my actual name is Brett. I went to USC my freshman year, but then I went to Syracuse. And when I was working at the student radio station, I was doing sports on Saturday mornings. But then I, I took like this music shift because I wanted to do that too. My college program director in his genius told me that I could not be using the same name when I was doing sports and when I was doing music, which was ridiculous to me. I did not have a nickname, but at the time, now this was uh, mid nineties, I had bleached spiky hair. And the salon where I used to do it the receptionist used to write me in as Spike because of how my hair was. And so I took it and I realized within two weeks that people remembered Spike a lot easier than they remembered Brett. And I kept it. And when I worked in music radio from when I was like 22 to my mid thirties, and this is here and Chicago, I didn't even use a last name. It was just Spike. My business cards were Spike. My email address was Spike. And everybody just accepted it <laughs> that I didn't have a last name. Um, so then when I transitioned to doing the sports stuff and realized that it would sound ridiculous on a sports radio station or if I'm writing articles to not have a last name, I just took the last name back. So that's where Spike came from. The rights to Ricky Sanchez, we've been doing the podcast for almost seven years now. I mean, that's a long time. You were really podcast pioneers. I mean, I remember like yeah. you guys talking about it before anybody had one. Yeah, I think a lot of the reason we've been able to sustain popularity is because we were able to break in at a time when there weren't, there's so many podcasts now and yeah. people only have so much time. I always say time is negotiable. There's so much time. You can listen on 2X. There's still only 24 hours in the day and you're still working eight hours out of them, right? So I think our, our second or third episode, we didn't have a name and we each came up with a list of them. Ricky Sanchez was a player, a Puerto Rican basketball player that got drafted, never played in the NBA, but his rights got traded around a bunch of times. And the Sixers traded his rights to Memphis for a player named Sam Young, I think in 2011. Wait, I don't even know what that means, Spike. What do you mean that okay. he's right? Okay, so this is how it works in the NBA. Okay. If you draft an international player, not a, not a player from college, but an international player, you have the rights to sign him. And no other NBA team can sign him. So if you draft him, say, in 2010, and he doesn't come to the league until 2014, he can still only negotiate with you. So what happens is, is they'll draft these international players who they know might not come over here for a few years, but they think they'll, they'll get their seasoning over there and then come here. In the NBA, you can't give somebody a player. You have to trade something for something. So sometimes a team wants to get rid of a player because they want to get rid of their salary, but they don't really want anything in return. So what an NBA team will do is they will trade the rights to an international player that they still have, but they don't really have any intention of signing. So these international players' rights keep getting traded all over the league and sometimes don't even come over here. And I was looking just at a bunch of transactions that the Sixers had made and the words, the rights to Ricky Sanchez looked hilarious to me and it stuck. We had a heck of a time naming this I podcast. I was just about to say, <laughs> it brings us back to love and grit and what we ask all of our guests. When you hear the name of our podcast, what comes to mind as it relates to Philadelphia? Oh, wow. Well, it's really what Philadelphians are about. I think the best thing about Philadelphia, the best way that I can describe it is I remember when I lived in Chicago, I was dating a girl and she came here with me once to visit. Now, Chicago, like everybody's happy. They say hi to you, even if they don't know you. And she it's got that Midwest. Yes. They're so nice. Yeah. And within 10 minutes, she looked at me and she was like, 
what's wrong with everybody here? Because she felt this vibe. But we asked somebody on the street a question because the parking garage that I used to park in wasn't open anymore. And the person stopped immediately and took probably three minutes to explain all the different places that we could park and wanted to make sure that we understood where everything was. And I think like on the outside, we are a gritty sort of like gruff, I'm going where I'm going, Mm -hmm. head straight sort of thing. But the minute that somebody asks you for help, but you can do that anywhere in the city. How do I get to blah, 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 or where can I find blah? And they will always stop and they always take time. So I, it's like, it's a perfect way to describe to me, Philadelphia is gritty on the outside and like love on the inside. And I think, I think that's, I didn't really appreciate Philadelphia until I lived somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And like, and they talked about us in a way that I didn't like. And that was when I was like, well, no, 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 no. You know, like that's when I got mad. That's so Philly of you. Yes. Very Philly of you. (laughs) Yeah. And that's when I realized that I belonged here was when I was not here anymore. I always say the same thing about Philly. I'm like, once they love you and take you in, it's like the best feeling in the world because it ain't easy. You have to earn it. Mm, Yes. Every time we put somebody new on WIP, it doesn't matter who they are. I know I will come into work the next day to six emails. Who was that? Get them off the radio because they're new. <laughs> they're not like anything. Oh, it doesn't right now. It doesn't no. matter. I mean, I remember that being on is. TV here. You just got to get through it. Two years of people yeah. not knowing who you are. But then two once you years. show up for a while regularly, <laughs> yep. it's okay. And John Ritchie, who does middays here and played for the Eagles for two years. I was trying to get him to move here to do the show. And he lived in Mechanicsburg, which is out near Harrisburg. Cause he wanted to know if this could be like a career for him. And I said, the first year is going to be hard. I said, but once they know you and like you, yes. you will have a career for the rest. You, like, you, will you have be to here. prove yourself. You do have to prove yeah. yourself in Philly. I'm a yeah. I wouldn't be nowhere Same without one. Philly. And I ain't from yeah. there. Yeah. Ike Reese is from Cincinnati and people yes, like love Ike him is. like they're his own. Yeah. Even Angelo's Trotter. from Rhode Island. Yeah. Everybody's from everywhere else. But if you're here long enough and you, you know, show them the respect. I was, it was funny. We made a bunch of changes here when I took over four or five years ago. And I saw, I won't say what TV station it was, but I saw the president of one of the TV stations at an event I was at at NFL Films. And he said, how are the changes going? And I was like, so far, so good. I was like thinking long-term. And he said, you know, we found something about Philadelphia. They would rather watch somebody they know and don't like than somebody new. Yeah. So they won't even fire somebody that they know the audience doesn't like because they know them at least and they've been there for a few right. years. So we do not like change here. You know, we don't like new people and we don't like change. Well, we're going through a lot of change now. That's the yeah. thing. And it's, yeah. it's amazing how great Philadelphia has done through this crisis. I mean, I'm really proud of our city and the region. People have really sort of stuck together. Al Morgani from a morning show was saying one day, if this has happened like 25 years ago or 30 years ago, there is no way people would have stayed in their houses. Like there's just no way this would have happened. And I think people have been surprising every step of the way. The thing that has been most encouraging to me, and we've had a bunch of musicians on our podcast because we don't have basketball anymore. So we just talk about whatever we want, but it seems like the two industries that are hurt the most are bars and restaurants and musicians who have nowhere to go. And the people who are helping the most who are making meals for frontline workers or the, the people who are doing benefit concerts online are restaurant owners and musicians. And here are the people whose entire 
industries are devastated who may not come back you know concerts might not come back for a year for two who knows how long and they're out there helping other people challenging times bring out the worst in some but the best in most is what i like to say and i think it's brought out the best in a lot of us as long as it ends soon <laughs> yes agree <laughs> this has been great thank you thank you yeah. spike it's an yeah. honor to talk to you it's great oh stop thank you for having me this was a good one. I look forward to this every week. I felt proud to have these Philly folks just branching out and doing so many great things on behalf of Philly. Thanks, guys. Oh